Welcome to Kinship. We're church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. What up, what up? I don't know why I say it like that. Anyways, I'm here with Bethany, Alyssa, and I'm Francis. And tonight we're talking about being a new mom. Um, but first, we have a question. And the question is... Who had the question again? You did. Oh, I did. Uh, oh, yes. What is one of the fondest memory you memories you have of your mom? I'll go first. Um, when I was younger, my mom would set up these once a month mini parties called the girls rule club and it would be in our garage at our home and my friends would come over and we would craft something or we would go to the movies together or do a memory book of pictures and take pictures on my disposable cameras of one another and stick them in there and it was a great time to bond and for my mom to also meet other moms or the parents of my friends and for us to create memories together so I love that about my mom that she would create play dates for me to get along with other um, girls that I went to school with. Wow, that's really sweet for your mom to do that. And that's why I keep all crafts in my storage so I could keep them for a girls' roll club one day. Hoarder. <laughs> do you know, did you know at the time that your mom was like special in that regard? Like going out of her way to do all that? Yes, but okay. it became normal over time. She was always room mom of all my classes and knew all my classmates. Um, the guys and girls go on field trips with me, talk to all the parents of the kids. So I felt she had a good pulse on mm-hmm. the people who are in my life. That brought back memories of my mom would do cooking classes, but it's not my fondest memory because I don't like to cook, <laughs> which I'm so sad. Like my mom put so much effort into it, yeah. but yeah. I still don't like cooking. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Mrs. Hudson. But um, <laughs> the thing, the fondest memory I was going to say was just growing up. It's like multiple memories, but when I was having a hard time, I knew that I could always, I, I'm assuming it's at nighttime, like she would be in bed and I could go to her bedside and then she would just talk through things with me and pray with me. Mm-hmm. And that was really, I mean, it was just sweet because she's a really good listener and just had like those small insights that would help me see things a different way. And so those are some of my fondest memories with her. Yeah. For me, it would be my mom is very easy to talk to. And it's super easy to talk to just about God, just about anything I'm learning or anything I read. She was always so interested in whatever I had to talk about. So usually that led to like deep conversations about sin, about the Bible, um, yeah, so I just, there, there's a lot of those sprinkled into when I became a believer. And I mean, those are just, even till this day, like we'll talk about theology or whatever the case is, but just those memories, I, I can just, yeah, just sit down, sort of like what Bethany's saying, like just sit down and talk and hang out. Um, those are always really sweet to me. All right, but tonight we're talking about being a new mom. Um, it's hard. It's hard being a new mom. There's joys and there's trials in it. But at the end of the day, we're thankful we're moms. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And usually um, when I talk to a new mom, there's a lot of emotion behind what they're sharing or what they're thinking or what they're feeling. And so you'll probably get some of that with us and just trying to think back, at least for me, 
of when I became a first mom. I'm going to have to think way back, but I'm sure I could conjure up memory, memories. Way back. <laughs> way back. Okay. So first question, what does being a mom mean to you? Alyssa or Bethany? We both nodded each other. <laughs> wow, that's such a like a deep question to start mm-hmm. with. I know, sorry. I mean, it means having a kid. <laughs> Thank Simple. You. Having a kid. Next. <laughs> that's my deep answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I'm sure maybe when we go around, you'll probably get another Okay, Alyssa, you can go first. <laughs> okay. Being a mom is really special to me because I don't have a bio kid. I have a foster child. And so being his mom is a huge privilege because God chose him specifically for our family. And we said yes to it. And I love being able to be his foster mom and to love him and give him the care and nurture that he needs um, right now. Mm. Uh, for me, it would be just making world changers. That's what I think about. Um, whether they're going to be believers or not, I mean, I have one who is a professing believer and is a member of our church. But for the rest, uh, I really just want to focus on making them women of integrity and discipling them, of course, the way of the Lord. But whatever, I mean, whatever the Lord's going to do with that. But just thinking like, I want to make world changers. I want these, particularly these girls, to grow up knowing that there's a purpose even in their life, whether they trust in the Lord, like the Lord has a purpose for them, whether they know it or not. So for me, it's just thinking like building up world changers. I don't know. I like that. I guess along those lines, the the word that comes to mind is ministry. I think that's said a lot, but like... And, and it's also a job. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know, motherhood could be undermined as like, oh, that's an easy way out. But it's like, it's a full-time responsibility to care for your child or your children. And so, um, yeah, it's the, it's the thing that takes up most of my time right now, but it's the thing that God is using to sanctify me and also that he's using in my life to bring him glory right now. So, yeah, it's my job. What parenting season are you in right now? Because we all have different age groups. So what are you in right now? I'm in the emerging baby <laughs> to toddler stage. So okay. Shiloh's turning one in not less a than a week. Not a walker. Okay. So we're on the cusp yep. of a different stage. Yeah. But she's changing a lot in these last few months. So it's been fun just to see her personality develop. And I I mean, I think about Josiah, Alyssa's son, a lot. Because he's like nine months or ten months older than Shiloh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just a completely different stage. So mm-hmm. it's like a foreshadowing of what mm-hmm. I'm going to be going Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, my kid is 21 months, about to be two soon. And he's in the terror, independent, disobeying, disobedient, uh, rebellious stage. Um, and joyful. Yeah. And sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he's the <all> terror <laughs> stage. <laughs> the terror. Yeah. He's also dorky and funny and hammy so and cute and lovable and adorable. So it's a lot of um, testing on my patience and 
also a testament though of if 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 you if I'm consistent and love him patiently and graciously and love him through the gospel, he's able to respond to that well and he's able to um l- obey and love and respect me back. So mm-hmm. I'm thankful for little moments like if I get a little bit of obedience after every hundred times I ask him to do something, like it's a win for me. So I'm in the toddler stage. So good. Well, I'm in the teenager stage. Um, my son, the firstborn, is now 14. So yeah, I mean, I'm just in a whole different season now. I mean, I have a 14 all the way down to four years old. She's going to be five next month. But just looking at the the difference between my five-year-old and now my 14-year-old and the amount of conversation I have to have. And at times it's such a blessing. And in other times when I'm being sinful and not wanting to talk, it's like, oh God, help me right now. Um, so where I, as, as I feel it with your seasons, it's very much like you obey, you listen, you listen right away, all the way with the happy heart. Whereas like now it's like a conversation to figure out like why, what's going on with your heart? What are you thinking? What am I thinking? <laughs> it just takes so much energy and the Lord's just just growing me and, and burning away the dross in my own heart. But I mean, at the end of the day, I love it. It's it's sweet. It's so good. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, um, when they're young, it's physically so demanding, but like mentally it's, the tasks are simple. You change a diaper, you feed them. And then I feel like as they get older, like physically it's less and less demanding, but like mentally it's just so much more complex than yeah. the way you talk to them. It's just interesting yeah. how it's not easier or hard, like the, yeah. what's hard and easy changes as they yeah. get older. Yeah. And I just heard this today, which rang so true. It was you become a different parent. So you're like two parents. You're, the first parent is like the little age. It's like, listen, right away, all the way with the happy heart, like training them in, in those obedience um, issues. And now it's like, yeah, now you're a parent who's like dis- more discipling their heart, which is a completely different realm. Hmm. Um, but when they said that, like you do become two parents, which is crazy. And then for me, I still have the five-year-old and the seven-year-old, you know. You're so, doing all of it Yeah, right so I'm like adjusting here and there and I'm messing up because I'm treating the 14-year-old like the seven-year-old and I'm treating the seven-year-old like mm-hmm. the 14-year-old, you wow. know. So just having to like adjust and see where I failed that day or in that situation, um, it's very humbling. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's it's very sweet too. So in a sense, we're like a new mom every day. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have a new kid every day. Because the kids have changed so much. Right. Like since from a baby mm-hmm. to a teenager. Yeah. So it's like always new. Yeah. And we always tell people too, like, what season are you in right now? <laughs> because your season's going to change. And we also have noticed that you start becoming really good at your season. And then when you become really good, the season changes and you're like, oh shoot, I got to adjust, you know? So you feel like you're always on your toes, you know? Like, okay, what's it going to be now, you know? Did you want to say something? Sorry. No, I was just thinking, I and I struggle with because even every day it changes. You never, he's, they're still a human being. So when they wake up in the morning, they're not the same robot as they were the day before. So sometimes they're cranky, sometimes they're Mm -hmm. super happy and just discipling their heart in the moment is always a challenge but it's a joy because I get to address my own heart like yeah. what kind of control am I trying to have over my household and over 
him, but no, you adjust by God's grace. Yep. Next question is, what surprised you the most about becoming a mom? How uptight I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those Mm. were um, some crazy days. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I always, (laughs) I'm so dumb. (laughs) Like, I remember growing up looking at the new moms, I'm like, wow, they're so uptight. Like, (laughs) they're so uncool. (laughs) Just like, I remember thinking that. And like, when I'm going to have a kid, I'm going to be so chill. Mm. I was not. Mm. Like, it was just a wake up call to me that like, well, it's, you you all of a sudden have a life that you're in charge of. And that's a huge responsibility. And I don't deal with stress well normally. So it was just way more like the I felt the burden so much more than mm. I thought I would mm. yeah uh what surprised me the most was how much the child would capture my heart like just my affection that's sweet <laughs> <laughs> okay well the reason Dang I it. no no well the reason I say that is because my family and I like we thought I I was not gonna get married or have kids just because I was so like rigid and already without a child I was already very rigid and um, super commanding and you know so I just figured like yeah I'm not gonna get married I'm just gonna become an FBI agent and like delve into that and like live my life through that to me it just was eye-opening that like wow why would I ever think that I would not be married and have kids like this is amazing and now look at me you know five kids later so that surprised me and not done just kidding <laughs> what <laughs> just kidding Alyssa okay sorry I'm always gonna go the foster care route but I I apologize, first of all. Uh, It's what makes it special, yeah. You're right. I did not know how attached I would get. I I, Mm. I always read about it, but I didn't know how how much in love I would fall um, with him. And it did take a couple days. At first, I was just kind of treating him like, okay, keep him alive, keep him alive, keep Mm. him alive. And then it was like, oh, but I love him so much. And... He's not even biologically mine, but somehow yeah. I feel so bonded to him. And so I was, I was surprised. I, I specifically remember the moment I was just holding him in, in, in my chair and I was like, wow, I mm. don't even know how long I'm going to have him, but I love him with all my heart and mm. I'm sure it's going to grow even more as time passes. And sure enough, it has. So that's what's been the most surprising. Wow. Well, you've had him since he was a month old. So yeah. he was little itty bitty baby. Yeah. You got him. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because I'm thinking like, okay, for Bethany and myself, like we're pregnant, you 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 sort of sense like something is coming. Whereas with you, you do sense something is coming because you did like paperwork, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you literally like or you're, when. Yeah, and the story that the child has yeah. is like you're mm-hmm. now embracing his story as well. Yeah, you're right. I didn't know what I was walking into, but as I'm literally reading the folder of what he came from and in those moments, I'm like, wow, for now, I am going to take this on. I'm going to take the burden of what's happened to him and I'm going to try and uh, love him and give him the best care while he's with us. And that was the most surprising was just my growing love for him and especially seeing Jose's too for someone mm. who wasn't his biological son care for him too. So that was really sweet. That is sweet. But yeah, that's a big surprise. Seeing your husband grow as a dad that's too, a right? One. Yeah. That is good. Okay, what has been the easiest, especially for those moms out there that are like struggling? Let's give them something. Oh, it's easy. Mm. <laughs> All of it, right? All of it. My easiest is 
playing with them. Their personalities just come out of nowhere. Sometimes you're like, did I teach you that? Who would you get that from? But I love the quirks and seemingly embarrassing things my kid loves to lay on the sidewalk randomly or do a lot of weird funky faces and I'm known to make funny faces but I'm like wait are you did you get that from me and so I love taking pictures and making memories um, with him and that's always really fun and easy and what's really easy is when you actually give uh, something for them to do and they listen it just life seems to be so much easier after they actually listen so that's awesome how about the hardest Hardest, uh, when I feel, okay, the opposite of that is when I feel like I have to repeat the same thing 10, 20, 30 times and there's consequences when they don't listen and it feels hard. It feels like, I know you understand me, but it seems like you're purposely trying to make my life really hard. Um, I think what's also hard is when you just don't know what to do when you're, when they're crying and you're like, I don't know, are you sick? Are you mad? Are you hurting? Is something happening in your body that I don't understand? You don't know whether to go to the internet, mm-hmm. ask the million of mom friends that you have and just trying to support your kid in the moment. That's really challenging. Yeah. I think easiest or one of the most fun parts is having other people enjoy her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially with COVID, like it's even more meaningful when I get to see other people, you know, holding her, interacting with her. Um, it's really nice to have people who just want to like Mm -hmm. help out, you know? So easiest is when other people are taking care (laughs) of her, I guess. But also just being there and enjoying and seeing her learn how to interact with other people that I love is really meaningful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then hardest in the beginning was for sure the breastfeeding. Oh. Yeah. You took mine. <laughs> you can go. No, no, no. You can, do it. You can go. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, you, don't, are... you don't want to tell the world oh, about your gosh. breastfeeding issues? Well, I could go on and on, but it was just, I didn't expect, like, I knew talking to Francis and other people that it was probably going to be painful or, like, that's what I thought would be hard about it. I didn't realize it would be hard for her to eat, you know. That was different for you, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't really gaining weight well, and I had no confidence in the breastfeeding. And so, and you breastfeed all the time. So it just consumed my thinking. And I I really worried about, like, is she eating now? Is she drinking milk? Is she getting enough, gaining enough weight? Is there something I'm doing wrong? Um, Because it's your body. And then all of a sudden, it's like, am I failing my daughter? And, like, it's such a touchy thing because it's their eating like if they don't eat they don't live so it's just like it feels like this high stakes thing that she's relying on your body you know so I don't know that was that was one of the hardest parts of being a a new mom yeah so I quit (laughs) (laughs) she quit being a mom um for me it would probably be seeing the dynamics of the family change between like my in-laws and my parents because now like I don't know it, it, it now we became like peers whereas before it was more of you know sorry, you're still this is the easiest or the hardest the easiest sorry so before um having children we still felt like very childlike or still like just kids being married but once we had a kid you could see the dynamics start changing and even their relationship with their new grandson. And I guess it's fun and easy at the same time. It was just fun to see their 
their um, interactions with Rock. And it was easy because now they wanted to babysit him. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, we're going, we're going out now. So yeah, so that was the easiest and the funnest, the hardest. Um, I mean, yeah, I would say the, the breastfeeding part. I would also say the, the discipline part because literally like you're disciplining like so much all the time. Um, but I mean, if you're, if you continue, uh, you'll reap the benefits at the end, which is, I think where we're at now. Um, and if you make a habit of it, it becomes more normal and not as overwhelming. You don't yeah. have to think so much about it every time you do it. Yeah. Although, like, as you're saying, as they change, yes. the discipline has to change too. Yes, so. absolutely. Okay. Um, How did the church come alongside you and your spouse with the baby? They kept me alive, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it was really We spoon-fed her. <laughs> yeah. I was crying like a baby while they were holding my baby. No. Um, well, kind of. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Actually, that it sounds familiar. <laughs> it sounds very familiar. Um, okay, so first of all, it happened before. Like, when I was pregnant, like, just being able to ask, like, a bunch of questions and having other moms in the church was so helpful. And then, actually, another sister in our church was my doula. So that was super mm-hmm. helpful. And then, yeah, and especially in the first few weeks, um, I think the day that I got back from the hospital was the hardest day. I just, like, broke down. I was so overwhelmed. And the family, um, the sister who's a doula, her family had come over and I just started getting really anxious. It was nighttime and I realized, oh wait, this is going to be my first night all on my own. Because we're in the hospital, you know, you have the support of the nurses. Mm-hmm. It just felt completely different. And I think it started to like dawn on me. Plus you're exhausted by that point. It was like three or four days after. And so, yeah, she was, I told, I told them that. And then she was like, do you want me to stay with you tonight? Like just to hold your baby. And I was like, yeah I mean it's hard because like I don't want to accept I want to feel like I can do it and then but at the same time I was like well I can't so yes please come and so that was super helpful and then Francis came Alyssa came and clean different ladies signed up for different things like I mean meals and then I think but that was that was one of the biggest things is just having someone there like emotional support just like you're gonna get through it and you're gonna be okay and um I felt like my baby would survive because there were other moms there to help me. So, yeah, that's the main thing that I remember in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I was blessed on how you accepted the help. Like, just how you said, like, there was that that, um, struggle of wanting to, like, be prideful. Because I feel like that's how I would be. Like, just prideful. Like, no, I could do it, you know. But the fact that, no, the Lord showed you, like, no, you need you need people. I was pretty much broken. So (laughs) there was no like, that's, you know, when you're at that point, you just almost like, I can't do it. So Mm -hmm. please, you know, but that like how that teaches people, even like, even though you feel like, man, I'm broken, I'm weak, but like, but in Christ we're made strong. Like you helped other, you helped me see that no, it's good to be broken because we need church family and that's what they're there for. So I I was blessed through it all, mm-hmm. even though you you were struggling. I was <laughs> tortured, but I was on the floor crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know I've been on the other side of it and it is right. a blessing to be the ones helping too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for me, I 
loved receiving the church's love. Uh, right when we were placed with Josiah, we first, um, Pamela had come over and I think I was like blacking out. She was explaining everything to me because she's like, this is the bottle. This is, she's just explaining everything. Cause literally the baby was brought to us and all of us, and we had all this stuff over, um, another sister packed a bunch of clothes for me. I had nothing. I had a crib, no sheets. I had no diapers or anything. We had no idea. And so we were running around with our heads cut off, literally. And so... Literally. <laughs> literally. No, they were not. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Sorry. And so, um, yeah, she had helped explain everything, helped me get settled down. And then that weekend when we went to the Sunday gathering, the church had come with just a lot of things. Um our sister had sent out an email of a list of things that would be helpful to us, whether it was gift cards or food or baby items. And the church came through and that was such a blessing. And then anytime after that, they would just hold him to give us a break. And that would be awesome. So I'm thankful for how the church rode with us. Um, For me, it was the church came along by being our being there for us, being our friends. I know this was back at um CFBC where PJ was the the youth pastor, associate pastor there, but the church just did such a sweet job of loving us well. Um they literally would like drop off like, you know, um meals for us. They would, you know, offer to babysit our our boy at the time. So just a lot of really like on the ground type ministry stuff, which I mean I'm sure what you guys are are sensing is that's what new moms need. We just need practical help, you know, mm-hmm. like bring us a meal like that. That would be great. I will say this with Alyssa. I felt like you benefited from a failure that we did mm-hmm. <laughs> with our dear friend, with our dear sister who adopted. And I personally felt like I failed her in like not knowing how to help her. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, she is not bitter at all. Like she knows that we just are doofuses that messed <laughs> up. But like the fact that she, she came in. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that she knew like, oh, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know how to help you. And I'm going to mobilize the church on how to help you. Mm-hmm. Like that was huge yeah. for us. Yeah. So I feel because of our mess up there, like we sort of learned our lesson and yeah. she helped us learn our lesson. Yeah. So now like Lord willing, once more children start become adopted, then like we have an idea of like, okay, how do we help yeah. this new mom? Yeah. You know? I will add to that. I, I mean, I know Francis is going to ask the next question being, mm-hmm. how did the church fail you? I think the church didn't necessarily fail us, but as foster care parents, I think a way our church family can grow is by becoming foster certified so that we have other people like us, if that makes sense, to carry the same burden as us, or become respite care parents to take care of um, our foster kids if we need a break um, from either just the normal hullabaloo of all the foster care work. Or yeah, other there's other types of foster care advocates out there, but it's a huge burden on top of um other of parenting and so I think that's the way that's one way that BBC specifically can grow and it would be a blessing for foster care parents yeah that's huge how did the church fail you Bethany and if so how I I thought they did great (laughs) (laughs) they kept me alive they kept my baby alive so no complaints yeah I really I mean I feel like it helps 
too. Like maybe not everyone in our church had the same experience with our church. Um, it helps to just not be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like since I was at that point and I was just willing to accept the help that, I mean, that helps you get the help you need, you know? So if you're in a church and you feel like they're not being as helpful or you need something like Obviously, every church context is different, but for me, it helped to just know that I could reach out and to not be afraid to just say what you need. Yeah. yeah. Could we have initiated more in terms of instead of putting the pressure on you to reach out, could we have texted you and be like, do you need to come over today? Do you you to did clean? do that, though. Well, I know. I'm just wondering if... I felt like I was bugging her. Yeah. So maybe I didn't initiate <laughs> <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> I felt like, do you want me to come over? Do you want me to hold your baby? Do you want me to clean? Like, we did. We would delegate one another. Like, Alyssa, you good today? Like, I got tomorrow. Okay, I so you didn't <laughs> fail in any. I did nothing, so I'm not even going to say that. Be willing to accept uh, help, maybe? That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yes. No, that's great. No, 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 no. It is great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> okay. No, I will say this for us because we were at a church where we didn't have young families. Like, we were the young family. And so and th this is really not the church's fault because what are they going to do? Like go get young families to help us. Like, um, but the way, the way we struggled at our church at the time was we had no one really to go to, even when it came to like discipline, like when to start disciplining, like, um, breastfeeding issues. Like I really had no one else to talk to. And so that was difficult trying to get through all those, uh, new mom, issues sort of by myself. Um, I mean, I did have like ladies, um, older ladies, but I mean, the relationships were still being built. So it was hard to just like come up to a mom and say like, how do you, how do you deal with breastfeeding? Cause I mean, this is like, you know, 50 year old Tita. <laughs> She's like <laughs> breastfeeding. <laughs> so yeah. So that, that was difficult for, for me in mm. particular. So so if you, if there's another woman who's listening, who's going through that right now, do you have any advice, like what they can do? Internet. No, I'm just kidding. No, but internet would be helpful. Um, and just go outside of your church family and ask other, other ladies that you know of that you love and, and care for, like how they're dealing with this, which, um, I'm trying to remember if I did that. I don't even think I did that. Yeah. So I would just go outside of church family to, to get answers to your questions I think that would be helpful and I think knowing that like if moms look like they have it all together they probably don't like we we've all been in very like difficult situations when we're a mom and so don't feel intimidated maybe to ask others for help because mm -hmm. they probably I mean they probably understand you yeah. know that it's difficult yeah what do you look forward in parenting I look forward to having more conversations, talking about God and Jesus and the gospel, um, seeing him understand more and more as he grows older, concepts about forgiveness and grace and love, loving your neighbor, loving an unbeliever. So I'm really excited to hopefully model that for him as I continue to ask him for forgiveness as I mess up all the time for him to see me and Jose fight and ask each other for forgiveness and then ask him for forgiveness for being uh, sinners. And That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel the gospel penetrate my heart though. When I, yes. when I am messing up and I'm like, yeah. oh, I messed up and yes, for forgiveness from my husband. Then I need to ask forgiveness from Josiah. Like I just, I'm like, I am a sinner and I am in need of God's grace. So I feel almost humbled by it, but I feel that's the gospel. Yeah. 
I look forward to teaching her, like, actually teach. Like, like I know all of parenting. Stuff? Yeah. Okay. Like, or just explaining, like, having conversations, mm. explaining things. Because yeah. I, I do enjoy teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now it's a lot of no. Don't. I mean, I know that's, yeah. <laughs> so, I do that to her, by the way. You do? Yeah. Okay. And she listens. Yeah, she yeah. knows what that means. She does. What are you guys doing? What is this? It's They're doing no some time. sign language. Yeah. Oh. I was like, chomp mouth. Okay. <laughs> You're doing the no one sign language. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I mean, it's so it, it's a kind of teaching, but I look forward to like the actual explaining yeah. of things. And I know she'll be super curious too. So yeah. just like, yeah, teaching her formally through, through homeschooling, Lord willing, that's my desire. But also, yeah, just like talking about what she learned in Sunday school or, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So. Bethany has already given me some great ideas because of her occupation, and so there's lots of great ideas I'm going to start doing with Josiah, so I'm excited for that. So going off a little bit on Bethany's point, I'm in the season now that I'm really enjoying, which is the conversation, like just having deep conversations with the kids. Um, Also, we're entering the stage of them just becoming my friends. Um, I was... In the car with PJ and I told him, I'm going to call the kids because I need to ask them a question. And so we're in the car and I'm talking to um, Rock on the phone and we start talking about something else. And then PJ was like, just like, he was confused because he thought like, wait, who is she talking to? Like, I thought she was talking to the kids. And then, you know, I got off the phone and he's like, that's funny. They're becoming your little friends. He's like, because I thought you were going to call them. And then the way you were talking to him seemed like you were talking to someone else. And I'm like, oh, that really touched my heart. Cause I'm like, that's how I feel. Like he's just, they're my friends, you know? So we're like talking about, you know, the Albert Moeller show and like what happened and, you know, this situation. So it's just really sweet. The, the type of conversations that we're having just about life in general. And when they have little stories to tell me. So I'm really enjoying this season of parenting, them just being like growing into a friendship with them. So that's what I look forward to even more. All right, ladies. So that's a wrap. Um, Thank you again for sharing. Um, Being a mom is tough business, but it's also very sweet. So thank you again for listening, those two, three listeners or two and a half. I don't know why it's a half, but anyways, um, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you to Shepherd LA. Thank you to our husbands. Thank you to BBC for doing all the stuff that you do and helping um, us with parenting and even um, allowing us to bless um, the BBC moms because we actually have quite a few new babies at BBC. So we are definitely having to implement what we're talking about with these ladies too. So thank you again. Uh, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. We have no, a Facebook. No, no, I do, I do. Oh. Yeah, I do update the Facebook page. So, Never yeah, mind. Facebook, Rude. Instagram, and that's it. All right. Oh, and leave us a review if you can. Five stars, right? Uh, did yep. you say email us? Email us. Yes, email us. Those two and a half people. <laughs> you know who the half is? Who? It's the person that listens halfway. And then they get bored. I was gonna say it's. Do my you know someone? Oh, oh, she does half. Because she half listens. No, because we're half eggs. Oh, ooh. Because we're identical twins. So oh, I did not yes. understand that. Yes. My friend growing up used to call us half eggs. So. Wow, that's discouraging. Yeah, I know. So we're technically <laughs> half a person. Shout yeah. out to you. Yeah, yeah. two and a half.
All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.